Don't let your physical environment stand in the way of talking to God. Because no matter the circumstances, there is always a way to pray. Not only is there no limit to the number of things that we can pray about, that also means there is no situation in which we're truly unable to pray. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to An Average Account of Exceptional Things. My name is Chandler, and I am your host. Thanks for joining us today. So today's topic is one that is certainly foundational to the Christian faith, and one that I've planned to do from the very beginning of this podcast. The topic is none other than prayer. In fact, because this topic is so crucial, and there is so much to discuss just to scratch the surface, This topic is actually going to span two episodes so that we can make sure we cover it in the detail it deserves. Now, prayer is one of those things that sometimes seems small, or maybe a better word would be routine. You know, many of us might say a prayer before a meal, or maybe you have prayer time with a group from your local church or something like that, and those are great. I'm definitely not saying that you shouldn't be saying grace before a meal or having those specifically set aside times for prayer in a group or individually. The thing about prayer, though, is that it's something that extends far beyond even the occasions that we have allocated for it or the occasions we associate it with. Prayer, like other spiritual disciplines, should extend into our daily lives, no matter where we are, who we're with, or what we're doing. And prayer is something that we are told to do in Scripture, and it is essential to a close spiritual walk with the Lord. So with that said, I think that we are now ready to jump into our discussion in full force today with our first discussion question. What makes prayer so important? How does prayer stand out from other spiritual disciplines? Now, I think the first thing that we need to know here is what exactly prayer is. Now, if you were to ask me this question, my answer would be simple. Talking with God. Now, this isn't a fancily worded scholarly definition, but that's okay. You know, this is an average account of exceptional things. You and I are just normal people. And to be perfectly honest, I don't think a fancy definition is even needed. Because when it comes down to it, prayer really is that simple. It's so simple that anyone can do it. No matter what language you speak or how articulate you are. And yet, even for its simplicity... It is so incredibly powerful. We can literally talk to the almighty creator of the universe, the one who made us and is sovereign over all things, and he hears us. That's infinitely better than having a direct line to the president or the prime minister or maybe even the wealthiest, most influential person you can think of. It's so much greater than that. 
and we can see this in Scripture. Our first passage for today is going to be 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. That's powerful. I mean, just earlier this week, the pastor at my home church compared prayer to a radio on the battlefield. It's our link to relay the situation on the ground to high command. And I found that to be a a very helpful analogy, you know, because it demonstrates in a tangible way the importance of prayer when we're facing trials. And the fancy way of saying this would be a prayer of supplication. Essentially, this means praying to God and asking very earnestly for something. And that's where we find ourselves often, isn't it? Particularly when we know that we're in way over our heads. If you're like me and you've ever thought to yourself, I need a miracle to get through this, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's in times like that we probably find ourselves instinctively turning to prayer, asking God to deliver us through a particular challenge or trial, and that's exactly what we should be doing. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And that goes beyond just the dire situations as well. There are no situations, no challenges, too large or too small to bring to the Lord in prayer. I know that I personally have been guilty of thinking of things that I may be a little anxious about and getting caught in the mindset of, oh, that's too small. I don't want to bother God with that. Even just saying that now sounds a little funny to me, because when you really think about it, I mean, who am I to think that I'm so big and bad that I'm somehow able to inconvenience God? You know, it's just a little comical. But in all seriousness, talking to God isn't like talking to a person. Because not only does he always hear our prayers, He never grows weary of them. If you were to pause this right now and pray for the next 10 minutes or for the next 10 hours, God would listen to every word and just as intently. So now that we've mentioned prayers of supplication, there's another type of prayer that I believe goes hand in hand with supplication. And those are prayers of thanksgiving. This prayer is exactly what it sounds like. A prayer of thanksgiving is our time to praise God for all that he has done for us and to simply rejoice in who he is. Now, at my home church, from time to time, we'll have what we call a worship night. And essentially, the worship night is a time when we come together with scripture reading and songs and prayer and just worship God 
not necessarily doing a study, just worshiping. And during that, we'll have different prayer times, usually you know, geared towards different things, although anyone's welcome to pray for whatever they'd like. And one of those times that we always have is what we call a no-ask prayer. And a no-ask prayer is called that because you don't ask God for anything. There's nothing wrong with prayers of supplication. There's nothing wrong with asking for help for ourselves or for another person. But we like to have that time and set it aside so that people can pray and just thank God. Thank Him for the blessings that He's given them and just come to God and talk to God, not necessarily making any requests. And I think that it's very helpful, especially for me, to have that time to slow down and be reminded to thank God. Because it's not always the first thing that comes to mind. It's not always our gut reaction. You know, often we can slip into a poor mindset where we treat God almost like a vending machine. We only come to him when we need something. And that's not how it should be. We shouldn't be ashamed by any means to turn to the Lord in times of trouble. But we also shouldn't neglect to praise him for all that he's blessed us with, both during good times and in the midst of trials. And this brings us to our next passage for today. This is going to come from Philippians chapter 4. It'll be verses 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. As these verses affirm, we should always be rejoicing in the Lord. And the time that we spend in prayer ought to be a reflection of that. And similarly to supplication, there's also no thing that's too small to thank God for. And so this brings us to another question. We've discussed why prayer is so important and a couple different types of prayer. But when is the right time to pray, you might be asking. Well, this one goes back to what we mentioned briefly a moment ago about prayer being a part of every aspect of our lives. Now, I certainly think that it's good to have times that we have sort of bookmarked, if you will, where we remind ourselves to pray, before a meal being a prime example. Even if we haven't been quite as consistent with our prayer that day, the act of having a meal serves as that mental reminder that we ought to take a moment and pray to God. And it could be anything. Maybe you make it a habit to pray every morning before getting ready for the day. Maybe you pray when you get home from work. That's the wonderful thing about it. It's always the right time to pray. And that ties in with our discussion a moment ago on supplication and thanksgiving. 
there is no thing, good or bad, that is too big or too small for us to pray about. That means whether things are going well or things are going poorly, there's always something to be praying about. Once again, we can see this in Scripture. This next passage is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16-18. through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I forget where I heard this, but recently I heard someone say that their goal was to be in constant prayer as they went about their day, so that when they laid their head down at night, all that was left to say was, Amen, as an end to the prayer that they had prayed all day. Now, personally, I think that that is an amazing approach to take because it reminds us of how prevalent and how constant opportunities for prayer are in our daily walks. Now, you may be thinking, well, that's all fine and good, but how am I actually going to pray without ceasing? You know, if I really did that, then I'd just be sitting around all day with my head bowed and my hands together, and I'd never get anything done. And that leads us into our final discussion point for today. What does prayer look like, and how should we pray? Well, first off, the Lord's Prayer, which you can find in the Gospel of Matthew, is hands down the best example or outline for prayer. We have that as a model for our prayers, and we simply can't talk about how we should pray without considering the Lord's Prayer. It's so important, in fact, that in next week's episode, we're going to be doing a deep dive into what we can learn from the Lord's Prayer. So I'll leave that conversation for next week. But I do still want to talk about some general elements that play into what prayer looks like and how we pray. The first of these, calling back to the passage that we read from 1 Thessalonians a moment ago. It can seem problematic to constantly pray at first, because that sounds like sort of a tall order. In reality, though, it isn't nearly as difficult as we often make it. A lot of this is going to come down to how we think about prayer. Maybe you're like me, and the first thing that you think of when you imagine the act of praying is a bowed head and eyes closed, or someone bent down at an altar call. Perhaps it's an audibly spoken prayer, or maybe you think of a silent one. But the big realization here is that the way we pray, so long as it's reverent and earnest, can vary as widely as the circumstances we find ourselves in. You could pray while you're alone in your car on the way to work. Or you could pray silently in a room full of people, or in any situation. Don't let your physical environment stand in the way of talking to God, because no matter the circumstances, there is always a way to pray. Not only is there no limit to the number of things that we can pray about, that also means there is no situation in which we're truly unable to pray. So, 
it really is possible to be in a constant state of prayer, and we should strive for that. Now, if you have keen ears, however, you may have keyed in on two words that I used to describe prayer just a second ago. They were reverent and earnest. And those weren't chosen at random. In my experience, these are both very important attributes to prayer, and they often go hand in hand. Now, if you look up a definition of reverence, you'll see it defined as a deep respect for something. And that goes hand in hand with some of our discussion from our past episode on fearing God. So if you're interested in that, consider giving that episode a listen for a little more discussion. But it's important to be reverent when we pray and to have that awe and that fear of God. Because in order to pray, we have to know who we are praying to. And then that understanding of who God is should inspire a correct, reverent fear of God, which in turn shapes our attitude towards prayer, as with every other aspect of life. Now, the second of those attributes that I mentioned is earnestness. Here is where the rubber meets the road, so to speak, in my opinion at least. Going back to our definition of prayer from earlier, talking with God, Prayer is really an uncomplicated thing to do. But as with other spiritual disciplines, the why behind that action is very important. I mean, why talk to God? Why would you consider this a spiritual discipline? What good does prayer do in the life of a Christian? Now, I think that in a general sense, the answer to these questions is simple. And it's all the things that we've mentioned. To come to God for help in hard times. To thank him for our blessings and for the good times. And ultimately, to communicate with and draw closer to him. And you'll notice that all of those reasons are very personal. That's what I mean by praying earnestly. The motivation behind a prayer shouldn't be to show off how many big words we know, or to puff up our chests over how well we think we can pray. When we come before God, first and foremost, it is simply an honest conversation with Him. If you've listened to our episode on fasting, you may remember that we talked about not fasting specifically for others to see, but doing it to draw nearer to God, And it's the same with prayer. As always, though, don't take my word for it. Take God's word for it. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 says this, But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And this isn't to say that we should never pray in front of others. Often in group settings, One individual will lead the prayer for everyone, and it isn't inherently bad for them to do that. It ultimately just comes back to the motivation behind it. We shouldn't be praying to glorify ourselves, but to glorify God. So long as the prayer is earnest, that is glorifying to God. 
That's why I feel strongly that earnestness is one of the most important attributes of a prayer. And while I do feel like we have sort of emphasized this as a warning against pridefulness, I also want it to be an encouragement. Looking back to our original question, how should we pray, an earnest prayer is something that every single person, every single one of us, is capable of doing. It doesn't take any special knowledge or skill to pray earnestly and authentically to God. Just a heart that desires to do so. I've heard a lot of prayers during my lifetime, but some of the ones that stand out the most to me are those that I've heard from children. They aren't usually the longest or the most ornate prayer, but even in their simplicity, that earnestness and that passion shines through. So as we begin to bring things to a close today, I want to reiterate, don't be intimidated by prayer. And don't think that prayer is something that's confined just to the church building or to the dinner table. If that's you, and perhaps you aren't very comfortable praying, just start small and don't overthink it. Think of something that's a blessing in your life. And thank God for that. Think of someone you know who is in need. Maybe it's yourself. And ask God to help that person in their situation. And when you think about it, you'll never find anyone who is easier to talk to than the Lord. Because even when we don't have the perfect words to say, He knows the contents of our hearts. And with that, the meaning behind every word that we speak or that we don't. In any relationship, one of the biggest keys to success is communication, and our relationship with God is no different. Prayer is essential to cultivating a close relationship with the Lord, and because of this, it's something we need to be prioritizing in our lives. So once again, I hope you'll join us next week for part two of our discussion on prayer, where we'll be taking a look at the Lord's Prayer and discussing some of what Christians today can learn from it. And with all that said, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of An Average Account of Exceptional Things. And until next time, encourage one another, love your enemies, and count your blessings. (music) 